Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. This is the Monday morning show, Coffee With You, where we always social distance here on the Truckers Podcast. So come out and join me. Pull up your chair, sit on a sofa, grab your coffee, grab your tea, and let's get this show started. and gentlemen how's everybody doing this monday morning november the 30th 2020 so let's get those thank yous out there to all of our workers our essential workers our frontline workers our doctors and our nurses and our paramedics our police and our fire departments I thank you for the job that you do day in and day out. And also thank you to my listeners, my guests and my followers. I thank you for taking the time out of your day to join me here on the Truckers Podcast. I hope everybody out there had a uh, good weekend. Everybody out there being safe. Everybody out there following the rules. And we know what those rules are as we battle our way through this pandemic. So are more restrictions needed? Well, it seems to me that there's still people out there who's not getting the message. People out there are doing they want, do as they please. You know, just over uh, the weekend um, here in Ontario again, in the city of Toronto, people decided that they are going to hold a party. Now, as you know, we have rules for that. And those rules must be followed to stop the spread of COVID-19. Charges were laid, fines were handed out. And this is not the time to be gathering in large groups. Now, businesses in the York region 
could face $5,000 fines for violating the COVID-19 rules. Maybe we just need to be stepping it up a notch. You know, even with the vaccines on the horizon, this is no time for letting our guard down. And even when that vaccine is being, distri uh, being distributed, this is no time to let our guard down. Now, the York region says businesses who fail to comply with rules aimed at stopping the spread of COVID-19 could face fines of $5,000 a day. This was reported last Sunday. On Sunday evening, this doctor, the region's medical officer of health, said he has issued a class order requiring business such as as meeting in event spaces, malls, and retail stores to set a, capa a capacity limit and ensure physical distancing is strict and strict and be strictly followed. Hey, how are you, my friend? I haven't seen you out here for a while. I hope you've been safe. I hope you've been well. Taking care of yourself, taking care of your family and your friends. Nice to see you out here again. That's awesome. I can't complain neither. Actually, I really have nothing to complain about. Well, I do because I'm complaining today. You know, sometimes out here, you know, I am complaining. Yeah. You know, we're um, also too, you know, here in Canada, here in Ontario, where I reside. Um, you know, the rules are getting a lot stricter around here. Um, the uh, city of Toronto and a couple of other areas around that city of Toronto is, is in lockdown. But people out there, Yeah, you know, and this is necessary. And, you know, are more restrictions needed? You know, this Sunday um, out in, I uh, uh, believe it was Manitoba, um, the, the uh, Royal Canadian uh, Mounted Police basically had to block off a parking lot to a church. Because the following the the following Sunday, there was something like over a hundred hundred and fifty people. The church was full. The parking lot was full. Nobody was social distancing. Nobody was wearing a mask. So this Sunday, the the police took the matters into their own hands, and they blocked the parking lot so that no one could get into this church. Now, you think ministers and pastors and, and priests 
you know, they would be promoting health and safety. Yeah, what are they thinking? You know, our cases right now, our cases here in Canada are surging. We're well over 300,000 now. We're, 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 we've uh, surpassed 12,000 deaths in this country. And yet people out there, you know, think it's party time. Um, here in Ontario, we're, we're looking at, oh, between 1,600 to 1,800 cases a day. And out, out west, yeah, out west, um, like uh, Alberta, Manitoba, I think it's Alberta, um, case percentage, they have the highest case percentage in the, in, in the, in the country. So uh, we have the government now here in Ontario, the government now, um, this actually been going on for a couple of weeks, probably maybe three weeks. Um, they decided to use a, a color-coded system, a, a green system, uh, which is everything, you know, we're not in lockdown, but, it, you know, there's still the same measures, you know, social distance, wear a mask, all these sort of things. Then we have a yellow, uh, a yellow, an orange, a red zone, and then the black zone means means lockdown. So Toronto, Mississauga, Brampton, and a little towns of Celadon, they're in lockdown at this point in time. So this doctor and other doctors too, you know, are are asking. Um, for more stronger measures to be taken place. And uh, in the York region around Toronto, um, they're saying now that the uh, business who failed to comply with the rules aimed at stopping the spread could face fines of $5,000 a day. So by, you know, businesses such as meeting in event spaces, malls, retail stores, mm -hmm. Um, they're to set a capacity limit to ensure physical distancing is strictly observed. Now, here in the city of London, where I live, um, Um, yeah, yeah, we could, we could, we, we could, uh, surpass 10,000 a day. Yeah, we could, we could, we could do, go up like that. We have more cases now. We seem to be having more cases now surging than we had, um, last spring. And yet, you know, the government is, um, Well, we did. I don't know. People just—I don't know—they just be became complacent. Um, we're getting tired. You know, people are getting fed up. You know, 
um, normalcy, you know what I mean? It's, you know, frustration starting to settle in. You know, this has been going on 10 months now. You know, but this is this is the point in time. You know, this is the point in time that we whether we need to really buckle down. You know, over the weekend, you know, I haven't gone near any malls at all. I went out shopping last Monday and it was quiet. And um, here too, I think what's going to happen is that the orders are going to be put out that that all all sectors of retail um, are going to have to watch their capacity. Well, I'm hoping the vaccine will help too, but just just think about just think about um, um, how long that's going to take. You know, just the uh, logistics of it. You know, worldwide. I mean, this is going to be the biggest movement in logistics that we've ever seen in our time. You know, it's you know the logistics of this is going to be on an epic scale. It's going to be bigger than the logistics of World War II. It's going to be massive. But even when these vaccines are rolling out, it doesn't mean we can't let our guard down. Here in Canada, we're not going to see any vaccines in probably, you know, February or March is when we'll probably see the vaccines roll out here in Canada. And the first the first batch of the vaccine they're talking about February, March is only going to be about 6,000 or 6, or 6 million. Well, we've had, we, we certainly have. You know, we are, um, we're handing the logistics over to our military. And uh, the military is going to be in charge of the logistics and the transportation and the distribution of this vaccine. So, but, you know, as, as we, as we're waiting for all this, you know, are, are more restrictions needed because people out there are just misbehaving. You know, over the weekend, they had another large party in Toronto where they had to shut down that party and people were fine. You know, and I, and I say out here, I don't know how hard these rules have to be to follow. I mean, it's pretty simple. We can't, we can't become complacent. You know, and um, under this section of 22 of the provincial um, uh, um, health protection and the promotion act, you know, this is serious business. You 
you know, with the health inspectors getting out there, the police getting out there, and and finding people, finding businesses, you know, large corporations. You know, here we have the big box store. You know, you know where 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 are the people? You know who should be enforcing this? You know the big box stores have to have to have responsibility as well. You know because you know when you have these small restaurants, these small retail stores you know, in our area that are in lockdown, you know, non-essential businesses. And here the big box stores can open and sell non-essential items. Whereas these small retail stores can't. There's no level playing field here whatsoever. And in the lockdown in Toronto, people are going shopping out in other regions because those other regions are not in lockdown. So when it comes to um, the capacity of malls and big box stores, they need to take the responsibility of how many people they're going to allow in the stores at one time. And if they don't follow these rules, you know, $5,000 a day fine will be handed out. Now, this is what I was saying, you know, there are concerns that residents in those two COVID hotspots go visit businesses in other regions. And those other regions are asking them not to come there. But there's 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 no way of stopping it. They're gonna go there anyway. People are gonna move about, they're gonna find other places to go shopping. And while this is happening, you know, it's so important to support your small business. Support those small retail stores, the small restaurants. But, um, I don't know, ladies and gentlemen, when when we stop following the rules, you know, potentially spreading the virus, you know, we even have a hospital here in the city of London where I live. And it's, you know, the top hospital in the country, probably the top hospital in the world. And that's the University Hospital. On six different floors of that hospital, they've had outbreaks of COVID-19. 
in a hospital, you would think that even more stricter measures would be taking place and that wouldn't be happening. How it happened, I have no idea. So any, any surgical um, outside of emergency um, operations, you know, won't be happening. But here in the city of London, we, we see double digits every single day. And we've been seeing that for a while. What's going to be really interesting is that lockdown that's happening in Toronto and a couple of regions around that city after the 28 days are up. It's going to be interesting to see um, how many cases will come out of that because people are going to other regions to do their shopping. And others, you know, because you know, they say it takes 14 days incubation period for this virus. And people not following the rules. We had uh, three women who um, decided that uh, the whole rallies in the last couple of weeks, um, they also have been fined. Now that fine could go up as, as much as $10,000 when they go to court. We've had college students fined and they will have to go to court and potentially face that $10,000 fine. Now these are the organizers uh, of these parties. These are the organizers of these marches. What do you mean cases? What do you mean cases um, don't matter? They both matter. Cases and the deaths matter. You know. Well, we can't make the people um, that could be the, the case. Well, 
out of a thousand cases, potentially maybe 999 would survive, but that's, that's just, that could just be unrealistic. You know, is it worthy of locking down? I, I, you know what? I really don't know. Like I said, I don't know. You know, when these lockdowns take place, people are going other places. You know, it's not like it's not like we are our whole province of Ontario is in a lockdown. Just a couple of regions are in lockdown because their cases are too high. But like I said, it doesn't stop anybody from going anywhere else. No, that's untrue. You know, if there was no there was no testing there be no cases. Of course, there's going to be cases. And these, well, I mean, small, like, you know, in the regions that are that are not in lockdown, business um, can stay open. But not down, not in the lockdown areas. You know, you know, something like, you know, something what Donald, Donald Trump said a while back when the case counters were, were just skyrocketing as they are in the United States. He says, no testing, no cases. More testing, more cases. So let's not do any testing. That doesn't even make sense. Yeah, that's fine. Well, you know, that's, that's very true because there are people out there who are asymptomatic and, don't, and, and they don't know that they have the virus. They show no symptoms. And that's another problem. You know, people out there who have it, don't know they have it, are spreading it. Well, you know, we'd have to, we'd have to um, test the entire population in order to find, in order to find these people. Look at uh, Donald Trump Jr. He tested positive for COVID-19 and he didn't even know he had it. He only went to get tested because he was gonna take his son on a holiday. He tested asymptomatic. So he did the right thing and went into isolation. You know, being being uh, um, a community spread virus, um, it's really hard to pinpoint 
um, where people are contracting it. You know, contact contact tracing is important. And I think every business should be doing this. If you if you have to wait in a lineup to get into a shopping center or a big box store or any retail space. then your name and number should be taken. Well, you should be taking the vaccine. If the vaccine, you know, is gonna be available to you, take the vaccine especially if you have underlying an underlying illness. You know, I'm I'm 57 years old. And when it becomes readily available, I will take it. Well, that's that's your right, you know. You know, that's your right. If you don't want the vaccine, don't take the vaccine. You know, I mean, it's not law. You know, it's like the vaccine for the flu. You know, if you want the vaccine, get it. If you don't, don't. You know, that's fine. But um, I have elderly uh, parents. And of course, I want to protect them. Well, unfortunately, in parts of that world, that happens, I guess. You know. You know, here in Canada, you know, uh, a free democracy. And freedom, we have that choice. It'll be recommended to get the vaccine. But you don't have to get the vaccine. You know, with the, with the case counts out there here across Canada, you know, uh, being a truck driver, um, I go into these hot spots. I go into the city of Toronto, Mississauga, Peel. I go all over those regions, all over the place. Delivering freight. And I haven't gotten COVID-19. I can knock on wood for that. And besides, I don't hang out with a lot of people. I don't go gathering in large groups. But I do my outings, I plan my outings in the time and day that I want to do it. 
I don't know what's in the vaccine. I have no idea. I'm not a scientist, so I have no idea. Well, you do, you do to know what's in it. You know, what are they putting in it? I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. Well, they have the, you know, the, the scientists have the responsibility to tell the general public what it is. You know, when you go, and, and if you go get the, the, the shot, you can ask. Of course I trust them. Look at all the vaccines that they have come out in the come out with in the last 150 years. Look how many they come out for that. The measles, the mumps, the chickenpox. All these vaccines they've come out with, the vaccines for the flu. So, it does exist. So does, so does the chicken pox, you know, so does other, other virus still exist. What that vaccine does, is lessens the symptoms. I have no idea. I, re I really don't. I really don't know. All I'm saying is that, you know, these measures that we have in place, you know, if you if you follow the rules, you know, the safer you can be. Well, no, it's not hurt. No, it's not absolutely not you know that that's got to be the most ludicrous ludicrous thing that i've ever heard in my life you know that everybody that everybody gets this 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 uh this disease that's absolutely ridiculous Well, if that were the case, we wouldn't have all the deaths that we have now, would it be? You know, what's the, what's the United States up to now? Oh, about 280,000 people have died in the United States from that. So how's, how's the herd immunity working there? No, it's not. That is absolutely false. 
absolutely false. People from their ages, from teenage all the way to the age of 100 are dying and they all don't have underlying conditions. Well, I don't know where you're getting that from because that is just absolutely untrue. Absolutely untrue. Yeah, well, it is. That's absolutely untrue. Healthy people are getting this virus and dying. Um, no, that's untrue as well. You know, how does how does that compare with, with this virus? If you're under 55, you are more likely to die from a, a lightning strike. You know what the odds of that are? There's absolutely no way, you know, absolutely no way. Well, I can agree with you on some things, but I certainly can't agree with you on on others. So, no, absolutely not. No, you see, you know, with, we wouldn't have restrictions then. We wouldn't have any lockdowns if the top doctors around the world, you know, thought that, you know, people under 55 are being more likely to hit by lightning than dying of this virus. You know, that's absolutely wrong. I mean, look at the death toll now. We have storms all, we have storms, we have storms every day all over the world. I don't hear of, of people under 55, 200,000 of them being struck down by lightning. That's just ludicrous. Well, people die for many reasons, right? People die for many reasons. And, will, and, and it's not because, you know, young and healthy, I mean, there's obviously a problem there. There's obviously an underlying condition. Well, that's, I, I, I don't know where you get that information from. I really don't. You know, it's just like all the car accidents and everybody dying on earthquakes and everybody dying from a tsunami and everybody dying from all this other stuff and then putting it on there that they died for COVID. I mean, where do you even come up with that? 
Absolutely do not. They're not going to hype up these numbers of people dying from other, other issues and say they died from COVID. They know what other people have died from. That is absolutely, that is just absolutely ridiculous. No, my head is not in the sand. Absolutely not. You know, maybe maybe in countries, you know, where maybe in a communist country, they would do something stupid like that. But here in a free democracy, it's not going to happen. You know, it's like it's like saying someone who someone drive someone died from impaired driving, but they they put COVID on the death certificate. You know, that's just ludicrous. That is absolutely ludicrous. You know, not going to happen. And there's nothing that you can say to convince to uh, convince me of that. And dying and dying from what? Right. Now, are they turning around and, and putting COVID on the death certificate when they die from a heart attack or a car accident or cancer or impaired driving? Right? Absolutely not. You got your head in the sand and you need to pull it out. That's not what they're doing. I know that. I know that. I know. I know he's saying that I'm not right. Well, I don't know where where are hospitals empty. Where are they empty? In the United States, they're at their capacity. Here, here in the city of London, where I live, they're getting the, they're getting to the capacity. Anyway, good discussion today.
but uh, you really need to get your facts straight. And uh, yeah, you're absolutely wrong. I'm not saying that you are. Hang on a second here. Hello. Hello, Doug. Hey, how are you, my friend? I'm really good, thank you. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm sorry I called in. I just wanted to point out one thing to our friend here. Uh, look, uh, nobody, no country would go on uh, adding to the numbers, okay, uh, of COVID-19 deaths because it is bad for their reputation. They would actually go on and decrease the numbers to make themselves look better. I mean, I know that in my country, uh, and I live in Iran, uh, there are around 400 or 370 people dying every day. And the doctors say that the number is actually 2.5 times more than that. And there are around 1,000 people dying every day. But, uh, but they, they changed the, the cause of death to things like pneumonia, something you said which is actually a breathing problem, which is caused by COVID-19, okay? So nobody would go and, and, and change the cause of death of someone from, I don't know, a, let's say a car accident to COVID-19 because the symptoms are clearly uh, different. You got a car accident, you have an injured body, you, you, you have COVID-19, you die from breathing problems, okay? And, and if the vaccine was not useful, my country wouldn't go on buying 42 million doses uh, before even they get distributed. Okay, so they have pre-ordered 42 million doses for 21 million people uh, because it is useful. Okay, so it's not only about you and it's not only about me. We need to think about others. Okay, maybe it is safe to you, but, but it's not safe to your old mother or your old father. Okay. And you cannot say that all those people dying, they all have underlying conditions. No, many of them are young people, healthy people, people with no problem. I remember that at the beginning of this pandemic, there was a nurse in Iran. She was 25 years old. And all the doctors in the hospital said that she was completely healthy, completely strong, and she died. And there, there are people who get it more than one time, two times, three times, and then they die. Okay, so you cannot say that uh, herd immunity is a, is, a, is a solution to this because it, this is a different disease. It, it's something that can infect you more than one time, even if you get infected. Okay, so the, the herd immunity is, something, is not something that can stay forever because it's an evolving disease. Okay, so because of that, the, the vaccine is the only reason that, that we're going on. The vaccine is the only solution. This is the only thing that can get us ahead of the disease because right now we're just getting, getting uh, I don't know, our butts kicked by these, this disease. And there's no way of denying that. Uh, I mean, the United States is in a horrible situation. Iran, Canada, Europe, everywhere. We're not doing well. We need something to get us back in the game, and the vaccine is the only thing that can do that. And yeah, I, I guess it is, it is, it is completely uh, away from logic 
to say that these doctors who have been creating all these useful vaccines that we get from childhood and prevent us from getting uh, diseases are going to do something horrible to us by creating this vaccine. I mean, the top minds of, of, of uh, the medical world are working on this. Okay? Yeah. No, we cannot. I'm a mechanical engineer. I can talk about engineering stuff. I can go on and talk about medical stuff. Okay? And I need to trust others with that. And I guess that's the only solution. Um, that, that was the only reason I called. Uh, Doug, I'm so sorry I interrupted your show. No. I no. just... There's no, you know what? I, 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 I invite people to call in. You know, all right. It, 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 you know, no problem with that, and that's for, and that's for everybody out there um, who listens, who are on the program right now. Um, whatever this uh, topic I'm talking about, and if if you want to call in, absolutely, because you're not interrupting anything. All right, right. That's really kind of you, man. Really yeah, you're, you. you're never interrupting anything because it's Thank always so nice much. to hear other opinions from other people, and especially in, 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 uh, this gentleman uh, texting in. Um, back up here, he was saying that um, we are getting our our butts uh, our butts kicked by by lockdown. Yeah, you know what? I I absolutely agree with that, and I think there should be um, other ways. Um, that we can uh, um, have better control over this, you know, like small businesses, for instance, a small business um, can have um, better contact tracing um, by allowing so many people into their store at one time and taking the name and the telephone number, right? And then, so if you allow six people in your store at one time, couple people come out a couple people more can go in but we're still doing this contact tracing book but we're these these shopping centers the big box stores the big department stores everybody's going in there's no contact tracing yeah right and even for so, flights yeah so and and i get out here and 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 i talk about about small business and stuff like that we need to get out there and support our small business. You know, small restaurants, you know, the mom and pa, the mom and pa restaurants. Here in the city where I live, we allow so many people um, in a restaurant. So many people sitting at a table. And the maximum at a table right now is six. Right? You are to wear your mask when you enter the restaurant, they take your name, your telephone number, you sit at your table with six people. When you get up from that table, you put your mask back on. You use the restroom or you're going to go outside for a smoke or whatever you're going to do, but you have that mask on when you leave that table. Right? So we have, so here, small restaurants are doing contact tracing. Where these big ones here, got another caller coming here, just a second here. Hi, good morning. Welcome to the Truckers Podcast. How are you? Oh, left. Maybe they'll come back. You still there? I'm here. Okay. All right. No, I guess the other caller, uh, 
didn't want to uh, come on. That's okay. No problem. They can try again. So, yeah. you know, contact tracing is, is a, another way of, of fighting this to, to, because we know it's a community spread virus. Yeah. So here in, in Canada too, and, and um, Ontario, where I live, we have what they call the, the COVID-19 app. Now what that is, is you download the COVID-19 app and it will alert me if I come in contact with somebody who has COVID, only if those people were honest when they downloaded the app and filled out the information, mm-hmm. saying that they have they have had COVID or, or whatever the case may be, I will be alerted if I come in contact with somebody. Right? That's another tool that we're using here in Canada to, 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 to uh, protect ourselves. So this, this stuff here, you know, uh, herd immunity and, um, you know, not, not, uh, and falsifying uh, death reports that I, I just, you know, I totally disagree with that, you know? So, I, I mean, if countries are doing that, I mean, if doctors are doing that, I mean, they, first of all, it's actually, um, illegal to falsify a, a, a legal report. You know, who's going to, why would they want to boost the numbers? You know, why would they want to do that? You know, I mean, just imagine, you know, okay, we got 270 or two, 280,000 people dead in the United States. You know, what did they die from? You know, those numbers are the are the people who died from COVID strictly. Yeah. Right? If they if they wanna if they wanna go and put out their accident rate out, they do that too. Right? Someone died that you know, I mean in the United States, I mean, uh, look at the hurricane season. You know? And and, and people that die and that they know what they died from you know people who live in earthquake zones you know they have an earthquake you know and, and they find out you know did an autopsy on somebody said oh they had COVID but they had to put it down they were a victim of an earthquake no no I can't I can't I can't agree with that you know so I mean even I mean even Donald Trump wouldn't go as far as say that they're falsif- uh, falsifying the reports. Yeah, he's downplayed this pandemic, you know, but he knows damn well that these are the numbers. And this is the reason why these people are dying. And it's not people just who are, who are um, um, 80 and above with underlying conditions. People are dying in their 30s, their 40s, their 20s from COVID-19. And here we're finding out in Canada that, you know, people who are dying here in Canada from COVID um, are in their 40s and 50s as well. 
So I don't know. You know, I just think, you know, should they, should more restrictions be put in place? I guess there should, because they're working. You know, well, anyway, when this vaccine comes out and people start being vaccinated, I mean, is it the time for a free for all? Is it time to go back to normalcy? I mean, just think, just think how long it's going to take for the, the entire population to be vaccinated. We're talking here in Canada by next September. Could be, it could be the next October by the time Canadians are vaccinated completely. Could be another nine, ten months. It could be a, it could be a year because of the because uh, of the logistics of this. And just think of the population of the United States. What do they got? Three hundred and fifty million people. Yep. You know how long is it going to take to vaccinate everybody just in the United States? And you have to have two shots. Depending, I guess they were saying, depending on what vaccine comes out first. Yeah, I guess all of them require two shots, um, two, two doses. That's why. Uh, two doses. So they're going to have over 700 million doses for the United exactly. States alone. Yeah. Alone, just for that. Right? Canada has uh, 37.5 million people. And we'll have to times that by two. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to need around 80 million doses. At least your country. Yeah. yeah, at least. Yeah. And for those people who want to get it right, because I mean, there's people out there who are just totally yeah. against any yeah. sort of vaccine. Right. And that's, you know, you know, that's, that's up to them what they want to do. So, but uh, anyways, you know, it's just, um, you know, this is just something that I feel really deeply about that should never, ever have happened. In this time and age, in, in the 21st century, that this should never have taken place in, at the start. You know, should never have happened. But it has, and the world has to deal with it. And um, as people, our, our, our loved ones and friends and, and family are dying of this disease, you know, um, we have to do our part and do any prevention measures that we can do. And the rules are simple. You know, wear a mask, social distance, don't gather in large crowds, sanitize your hands on a regular basis. This is the only thing that we have. This is the only tools that we have to protect ourselves. That's it. Until this vaccine, how long? I mean, how long do you think it's going to take to uh, 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 vaccinate the entire world? It's going to take a long time. You know, and our borders here in Canada, they're not opening anytime soon. 
Our prime minister's just out the other day. You know, we could be well into next year. Well into next year. Of, of, of the border closers. Land, air, and sea. So just stay vigilant out there, everybody. Do your part. And take care. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for coming out here and having this discussion, you know, and, and, and to this gentleman um, out here, uh, Bahram, um, everybody has, has their opinions and, and stuff like that. So, you know, no hard feelings out here, not on this show, you know, because I say your opinions matter and your opinions do matter. You know, say what you want to say, whether I disagree or agree, you know, that's the, that's, uh, you know, part of a conversation and um, just let you know you're always welcome here on the truckers podcast you know because because we keep it civil and that's the way I like it and um, yeah so right now ladies and gentlemen let's get those uh, thank yous out there to all of our workers our essential workers, our frontline workers, our doctors and our nurses and our paramedics, our police and our fire departments, I thank you for the job that you do day in and day out. And thank you to my listeners and my guests and my followers, I thank you for taking the time out of your day to join me here on the Truckers Podcast. So without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we'll just rock out the Truckers Podcast. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me here this fine Monday morning to my guests on my show. Take care, everybody. Be safe out there. And I will be back out next weekend. Be safe.